welcome to a new episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast. And now here are your hosts, Eric Calvino, Ivan Ocampo, and Jim Rodriguez. Yo, what is happening, everybody? What's we up, are guys? back. Yes. We are back, and we've got Jim Rodriguez. I don't know if you guys caught that in the intro from Jasper, but we've got Eric Calvino, Ivan Ocampo, and Jim Rodriguez. Welcome to the show, Jim. Thanks, fellas. I'm the new guy, so that means I'm getting lunch. I'm buying. Uh, I'm bringing the treats wait, and the wait, snacks. You're getting lunch or you're buying lunch? I don't. I don't know. Well, you know, I kept. I kept it. I kept it superly vague right there. <laughs> I'm getting lunch. Whatever. Whatever that means, man. No, happy hanging out with you guys. An institution in the cigar business. You know, for me, uh, sort of a, a, a quasi cigar newbie learning here, and I, and I get to hang out and navigate these fun waters here. You know, and for me, listen. I'm, I'm, I always tell people I'm made in America with Cuban parts. You know, it fit right in here. L.A. Cuban moved to Miami, now hanging out with the cigar snob. So good times, man. And and we've got a monster, monster cigar snob podcast. An ample, monster. An ample, a, monster. A, a full plate. We're going to talk about X's and O's of, of cigars. We're going to do a little uh, pairings. I hear there may be some bourbon. In our future, yes. In, 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 in the Breakfast future. Breakfast bourbon sounds <laughs> good, always. Glado, we're going to have a nice conversation with Eric Espinosa, which is always a good time. Word. You know, and, and uh, lots of good stuff to talk about today. You know, we're going to have a new segment called Backstory. Sounds very romantic, no? Well, it all started it all with started. a guitar and a bourbon. <laughs> That's how it always starts. And then the next thing you know, you're not sleeping at night, babe. Burping the baby. <laughs> that was a mistake. Yeah. yeah. Good times. No, but it'll be a good time. Cigar Snob Podcast, you know, uh, new guy in town, the new Cuban. Because well, th- that's all we need, just another another, another Cuban on the show, right? This is the first Cuban to use the word quasi on the show, which, <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. which is very cool. Check. <laughs> Intelligency. No, it's good stuff. And we're going to have a great smoke. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, uh, Oscar Bayalades. That's right. So we're going to be smoking uh, We're gonna be smoking his stuff. Uh, lots of good stuff. But first... We got we got to get our daddies out here, and we got to pay some bills. So we're gonna take a break, and we come back smoking, drinking, story time, good stuff on the Let's Cigar go. Snob Podcast. All right. If you're like me and look forward to cozying up to a warm fireplace after a long day on the range, kicking off your boots and settling into a nice big bowl of chili con queso, then you'd love the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua. This Dominican-made Nicaraguan puro is a bold new blend with tons of flavor made with the same craftsmanship that has made La Aurora cigars one of the oldest and premium cigar makers in all the world. Started in the Dominican Republic in 1903, La Aurora cigars was founded by the young Eduardo Leon Jimenez, who set out to fulfill his dream of making great cigars. Today, over a century later, La Aurora has a presence in five continents and more than a thousand employees. The original La Aurora 107 was released in 2010, commemorating the company's 107 years in business. Now the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua brings a bolder new profile to smokers who have become accustomed to smoking the consistent quality and excellence of La Aurora cigars. The 107 Nicaragua comes to life with a diverse array of spicy notes accompanied by a subtle touch of leather. A rich balance of earth, wood, and floral notes flourishes deeper into the smoke with a characteristic pinch of licorice and walnut on the finish. Made in four sizes, a 7x47 Churchill, 6x58 Grand Toro, 5.5x54 Toro, and a 5x50 Robusto, 
The La Aurora 107 Nicaragua is a perfect complement to any rum cocktail, steak dinner, or even my famous chili con queso. Go on out and get yourself one and tell them Jasper sent you. And we are high atop and deep inside world headquarters now. of Cigar Snob Magazine. <laughs> I'm Jim Rodriguez, Calvino, Ivan Campo. All right, guys. Hey, we- wait, have you met Jasper? No, no. I mean, I heard, I heard Jasper. I was looking around for a Jasper. I, I, I heard him. I, I feel like there's a big Lebowski kind of guy. He's always out back Hit, with the horses. Hit him with it, Jasper. Caballeros, que fuman. All right. So, yeah. Well, we're thank you, Jasper. What we're smoking today <laughs> is the Wild Hunter Oscuro uh, by Oscar Bayares. So this was the cigar that we used in our March April photo shoot, and we had a few of them, and we loved them. So we decided to smoke them on the show today, right? So normally when we're doing these photo shoots, uh, you know, we, we have to smoke the cigar over and over and over and light it for the model. And, you know, you sometimes get tired of the cigar. Right. Not the case with this one. We loved it. And we just kept smoking and smoking. And after the shoot, we sat outside on the bed of my pickup truck, smoking <laughs> the cigar and having a couple beers after the shoot. So that's how much we like the cigar. This is, this is Jasper style. This is Jasper style. Well, yes, the Wild Hunter. Well, just yeah, the, the styling just, on it. Just the band feels very Jasper-esque, right? Because it's, 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 it's got camo on it. Yep. It's got it's orange. It, it's kind of like Halloween meets, meets the forest here. Yeah. Well, even the box, too. The box is a full camo box. Sure. Um, probably one of his lesser-known brands. Uh, he's got a lot of very popular brands. I mean, he's come out with... I mean, he started with the Leaf... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, by Oscar, uh, and he's come out with very successful brands like Superfly and uh, Maduro, Oscar Maduro. The Oscar Maduro is excellent. But this well. one, uh, I'm not. Is it newer? Because I'm not sure. This I've one, seen this it one in a was lot. released at the same time as the Superfly, so the 2019 IPCPR. Okay. Or sorry, PCA trade show. But I, I never got around to smoking it until now, and it's very, very surprisingly good. And and I have an Oscar, a friend of the show, friend of Cigar Snob. You know, obviously one of one of the original uh, advertisers, one of the original guys to be to be on the show, right? Yeah, he uh, he started off again. You probably weren't. I don't know if you were smoking back then when, the, when we started. <laughs> well, well, you, you you never met my grandfather. Oh, my, my grandfather was a used car salesman in L.A. So, Sop Chevrolet in Los Angeles. <laughs> so, if you, if you bought a car from Julian, what was the name of the dealer? Sop Chevrolet. Sop Chevrolet. S O P P. Out out in wow. out, in, out in South L.A. But my, my grandfather, I saw that man smoke a, a cigarette, a pipe, and a cigar in a span of like an hour and a half. So oh, yeah. True smoker. True smoker. Cool. No seatbelts. You know, be sliding around the back seat of the car. Right? He rolled down the window. It's cold outside. I'm not going to roll down the window. So, yeah. So, well, we, we started early. <laughs> Abuelo then would have probably smoked the original uh, creation by Oscar Valladares, which was the Leaf by Oscar. The Leaf by Oscar used to come or comes wrapped in this uh very rustic this t- looking very rustic tobacco wrapper and then as you unfold it and open it up out comes this beautiful cigar that's in the middle Abuelo probably would have smoked the wrapper on the outside of the uh, yeah he would, he would have smoked the box <laughs> if he could have now now i guess he, that's part of the presentation right and, and we're going to yeah. get into it in in our x's and o's segment i don't i don't want to get away from oscar and, and the construction of, the, of the, this cigar we're smoking right now but that that's gotta be a fun part. You open it up, you see a leaf. It's it's, it's kind of a cool little treat when you when you get a smoke, as opposed to just opening up and there's a cigar. Correct. Yeah, that leaf by Oscar was I, I say it's it's like the biggest innovation in cigar packaging since the cellophane. Right? Since the invention of cellophane. <laughs> because 
no one ever had come up with this idea of using tobacco to protect the cigar. It's always cellophane, right? You either had the cigar without cellophane, naked, in the box, and then everybody that walks by the store is touching the cigar that right. you're about to put in your mouth. Right. Uh, or you have cellophane. And then Oscar came out with this idea of using tobacco. And it's, it's an awesome idea. But the thing is, to me, being 100% honest here, it looked gimmicky when it first came out. I can imagine. And I'm like, what is this, you know, gimmicky trying to sell some cigars, trying to do something crazy. But the thing was, the cigar is awesome. Yeah, right? the cigar underneath <laughs> all of that thick tobacco, rustic looking thing is excellent. Excellent. So then you have a lot of people asking for the cigar and buying it. People who never even smoke and they're all asking for the cigar. You're like, wow, look at how that great, yep. look how great this, this idea was. And it, it was very successful. So this. Now yep. this now this cigar we're smoking right now. So this Break is it down uh, for this is the Wild Hunter Oscuro. The uh, Wild Hunter comes in two uh, in two wrappers, the Oscuro and the Natural. Uh, although to be again perfectly honest, the difference between the Oscuro and the Natural is not that uh, drastic. Normally, normally when someone uh, comes out with an Oscuro variety to a Natural, it's considerably darker. Now you can look at that in one of two ways, right? You can either say, oh well, you know, I like my Okuros to look darker. Mm-hmm. Or you can look at it, this is a natural oscuro. It's it's not, it hasn't been artificially darkened. And what I mean by that is some companies will will, for lack of a better term, cook the tobacco. It's kind of like a South Beach fake bake. Yeah, they, they'll increase the temperature. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what a fake bake is. It's when you get you get a spray on tan, right? Ah, okay, uh, yeah. dude, I'm out of it. Wow, Sorry. we were going to learn a lot. Well, yeah, I think we are. <laughs> this is a little glimpse of what we're. Look at the espera. What is coming up? So, uh, so anyway, co- companies do uh, increase the temperature during fermentation to to get it darker, and that's that, that doesn't really all that does is for aesthetics, right? Right. And so, in in this case, Oscar doesn't believe in any of that. He's like, we've got a, a darker wrapper. It's dark enough. It has the taste difference of an oscuro, and that's all I care about. And that's why, even though it doesn't look all that different, it does taste different. And we actually like the oscuro more yeah. than Cigar Stomp. So, anyway, it's a uh, just to get to the specifics, this is a 6x52. Uh, it's a Honduran puro. So, wrapper, filler, binder, all from Honduras. And it's made at Oscar's uh, factory, also in Honduras. Uh, retails at 950 And... Uh, I, I th- again, I think it's uh it's easy to smoke. It's it's not overpoweringly strong. Uh, it has it has some nice smooth earthy flavors. So there that earthiness is there, yeah. which is a is a signature of like Honduran tobacco. Mm-hmm. It has that signature earthiness, but then there's also a nice like creamy sweetness in the background that I like some cedar too in the aroma. So I, I think it's it, it's a great little cigar that kind of true to its pa- this is my opinion. True to its packaging, right, which is like very hunting uh, right, themed. Right. I think it's an ideal cigar for that. You can just like light it, smoke it, and not have to worry too much about the complexities or this or that. No, it, it's an easygoing smoke that always delivers. So I like it for that reason. Well, it's funny when 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 we when we took it out of the box and I saw it, I thought to myself, "Oh boy, this is gonna be this is gonna be heavy duty." Yeah. This is going to be Carlito's way when he, when he came back. And, hey, heavy duty. I thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to need a chair. And, and my shoes are going to fly off when I, when, I, when I do. But, no, this has been 
because to your point, it's it's a dark cigar. It's a Maduro cigar. So I thought I was going to, it is very smooth. I just lit it. So it's very smooth. So it's starting off great. Nice, you know, it, it's nice burn to it. The ash looks awesome. So it's a, it's a good start. It wasn't what I expected. Yeah. And, and I don't mean this in a bad way. I thought it would be stronger, but I think it's a good start to, it's a, it's a good draw to start. We wanted to take it easy on you the first show. All right. Very well. So, uh, so then that leads us. Well, now, now comes our first segment of the show. It's called X's and O's. So this is the X's and O's segment of our, of our, of our podcast today. Um, and one of the questions that always comes up is the band. Now, they, the, the cigar makers, they've made some elaborate bands, like the one we're smoking right now, Wild Hunter. It, it, it's pretty awesome because it's, it's got that camo, you know, you feel like if you dropped it, you wouldn't be able to find it. So hang on, hang on to your Oscar Violatus. You know, I had, a, I had a cigar last weekend, and literally the band, Ivan, was like about half the cigar. And it was a great cigar. But I was like, hey, what is this? You know, I mean, do you like to smoke a cigar with the band on or band off? What is, what is sort of the thing to do, band on or band off? So everybody has their own style. Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends a lot on what you're smoking. If you want to show it off, if you want to be cool about it, if there's politics where you can't be smoking something, there's a lot of things involved in the, the decision of whether to take the that's band funny on you bring or off. The politics, yeah, I've done it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's why. So I wait said a minute. That. Are you telling me that there are? Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. That's I, I, a little bit of a backstory. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, anyways, but I think the rule of thumb is you leave it on, you smoke it until the burn gets a little bit, you know, too close to the label, and then you take it off, so you're not smoking the label. But for the most part, yeah, you I, leave it on, and then when it becomes uncomfortable or or too close, you take it off. Now, Eric, I think it's also a great conversations piece because agreed, the thing about thing, thing about cigars is, you know, a lot of when you're in a lounge or you're in a you're in a club or whatever, you know, a lot of it is, hey, what are you smoking over there? That's 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 a crazy looking band, and it sort of kicks off exactly an icebreaker. Yeah. I, well, before we get to that, I I think that uh, I'll give you my my sort of my view from the cigar maker's point of view, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I always, uh, I sit down with these guys. I have uh, smoked cigars with cigar makers since I was a very young man. So I've got a pretty good sense of how they feel about this. And the way they feel about it is if you bought the cigar, do whatever the hell you want with it. <laughs> right. Right. They don't care. You want to put the label on your forehead, have at it, chief. Right. Uh, so they don't care as long as you're buying the cigar and enjoying it, enjoy it however you want. Uh, at the same time, if you're one of these people that doesn't want to have a conversation with anyone about the band then take the thing off, because if you're smoking uh, a particular cigar in a particular shop and there's a guy that has smoked that before nine times out of 10, he's like, Hey man, how do you feel about that cigar? I smoked that last week. Right. Cause it is a conversation starter or in the case of Ivan's, uh, you know, what he was talking about was when you're at a cigar event for a cigar maker, who's cigars you don't love right but you're still at the event <laughs> right so you don't want to disrespect the guy right. by smoking another <laughs> cigar so you buy the other cigar take the band off and smoke it it was a bundled cigar <laughs> what i had that day i didn't right. take the label off right right <laughs> well i think also a lot so of the, you get what i'm talking yeah, about yeah. yeah because we go to cigar events quite a bit right as right. as a magazine right and sometimes you you don't we, love the we 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 we, 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 we
circle. It was Cuban French. <laughs> See? See? So, uh, so yeah, that does that does happen. Or maybe you get, I mean, if you want to be fair, right? You you smoked three of that cigar maker's cigars back to back to back, and you're like, I would like a different flavor profile. Right. So then you 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 buy something else and and take the band off. Now, I would also think just like when you buy a shirt that's got a logo on it or you buy some shoes that's got a logo on it, that's part of it too. You want to be able to, you know, puff out your chest a little bit and I mean, associate with his, with his nice little X brand or all oh, as opposed to if you take the band off from the start, you know, not that there's anything wrong with a, a dollar bodega cigar, but I think you also kind of want to tell people, hey, looks, I'm smoking a nice cigar, you know? Well, we're we're at cigar snob. I think there is something wrong with those cigars. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of douchey people out there that leave. I, th- I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, that I mean, the, the, the yeah. douchebaggery, especially in the 305, the douchebaggery is strong. And you know, as, as Yoda would say, <laughs> strong is the douchebaggery. And the move is show off your Cuban label, Glam. you know, in that in that circle. That you're referring to. Uh, yeah, and then you got to tell like, hey, there, there's no E in Cohiba, bro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the people who are more coy about it uh, and discreet who leave the labels on, they usually have, you know, you know, a, a good quality cigar that you actually want to show off, but they're being more coy. The more flashy people probably have something that, you know, you shouldn't be showing off. Well, the, the only thing I would say, my humble opinion is, like I say, I had an unbelievable Rocky Patel last weekend. Cool. Unbelievable. But literally, my man, the, it was half half the cigar was just the band. And then they had a, they had a little thing at the bottom that I had to but take. Band, yep. I was like, wait, get to. Okay, number six. What is that? Is that the. May have been the number. Yeah, the number six has a big band. The number it. six. This one was, was La Reserva. It was, it was white and blue. As you can see, my te- uh, my, my my technical knowledge is yeah, with yeah, cigars yeah. is 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 beyond approach. It was it was, it was white and blue, white and purple, special um, reserve. I w- it was I was in a dark place. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it's a special. And, and it was it was amazing. It was fantastic. Cool. But I felt like I lit it, and like three thirty seconds later, the band was on fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, what's going on? So I think the idea is, I think it's a great as long as there's no douchebaggery with it. I think leave the band on, good icebreaker. Better yeah. Okay, so since you get into that, we do have a little backstory of this one time. Mm-hmm. Eric and I were in uh, Atlantic City. Yep, in, at the Borgata, right? At the Borgata Resort, yeah. and uh, they sold. They didn't have any like mid-tier cigars. They only had um, Arturo Fuente and Padron, big right boys. there, big, big boys. boys, and they were selling them at way above retail price, <laughs> considering the uh, the consumers that were there at the time. So we're at the bar. And this dude buys uh, an Arturo Fuente and comes and he and he sits down next to us and starts smoking the cigar. And I guess he he heard the show and he decided, you know what, I'm going to leave the band on. However, he left the foot band on, which it's covered in cedar. And he lit the cedar. <laughs> and silk. And silk. Yeah. And the yeah. cigar. He's sitting next to me. And the cigar is flaming like it looked a, like it looked a, like the like, Olympic torch. Like <laughs> it looked like it looked like the guy is smoking the Olympic torch. So I elbow Eric. I'm like, check this guy out, uh, and he looks over. Sir, I didn't want to say anything, but he made me. Eric, <laughs> I was like, dude, tell this guy like <laughs> this is bad. The smoke detector's going off. The sprinkler system is happening. You know, Ivan was like, no, 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 leave him, leave him. Like, no, man, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> 
Now, now, how was the cologne to 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 to, to BMI ratio on this guy? Yeah. Hi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a the cologne to BMI ratio. Jim is just dropping all kinds of uh, nuggets here for us. I mean, right. I mean, I just remember seeing a guy walk in, and I literally wanted to say, "Is there any left? <laughs> did yeah. you did were they giving away free samples? Goodness, so that's that's good. Hey, listen, we want to remind you guys: if you've got a question, you want an answer right here on this fine, fine, internationally known award-winning program, the Cigar Snob Podcast. Award-winning program. Email us questions at cigarsnobmag.com. Questions at cigarsnobmag.com. Com. If we read and answer your question, what happens, Eric? We'll send you a Cigar Snob Meet swag him. pack. Meet and then you can figure out band, no band. All that's that right. That's stuff. right. You got the swag. Okay. You decide. And speaking of swag, it's time to get swaggy with our perfect pairing. Bring out the booze. All right. Now it's time for the perfect pairing on the Cigar Snob podcast. And we have in front of me. Three Glencairn glasses mm-hmm. with bourbon in them. A, B, and C. It's a blind testing. And the idea is we're going to find out what, which one of these bourbons pairs with our Oscar Violatis cigar. So we're going to do bourbon A right now. We're going to start with A, all right. Okay. So I'm... I'm, I'm I'm a little swirl. swirling, I see you're swirling. swirling it in my in my Glencairn okay. right here. So these were just poured by my sister Yamilet, ah, who fresh. we affectionately call Yami. Yami, you know what was interesting? And she, by the way, she'll come back after we taste and tell us what we drank because oh, we okay. we have no idea. And just just don't get her mad because next thing you know, this could be the first and last show we did. <laughs> exactly. When we first lit these Oscar Violatas, mm-hmm. as you guys drink these, no, no, not no, 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 no. Baseline. No, no, that's that's fine. I was just gonna explain this. Uh, the notes that I that I got from the from the Wild Hunter reminded me of something barrel aged. It was so woody when it came through that yeah. I, I was like, man, this tastes a little like like it has some barrel aged tobacco, but it doesn't. Just to clear that up. But it's interesting that we're gonna try to find whatever the best pairing is yep. with these with these barrel aged bourbons. Yep. All right. So here we go. We well, got. Actually, on Ivan's point, why don't we give ourselves a baseline? Where are you with the flavors of the cigar? Because it has changed a bit. Right. Right. I, I w- so it has transitioned. What's it done for you? So let me take another little puff here. So I think it has lost, for me, a lot of that earth that it had in the beginning. And now it, it's it's uh, not smoother. It's uh, sweeter than it was before Okay. Uh, for me. It's sweeter, has, I think the cedar is cranked up a bit. Uh, almost no spice. Uh, very little. Yeah, it's it's like a tiny bit of maybe a little bit of like a sweet pepper type of spice. Mm-hmm. But that's it. I like it. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at with it. What about you guys? And as Jim said earlier, this is not an ass kicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a strength perspective. Right. It uh, looks like it is. It looks, which I, I appreciate. I like when cigar over delivers mm-hmm. when it's for example light and it doesn't look like it's going to have any flavor to it or it doesn't kick your ass if it looks like it's going to be this like so you like you, no matter what always come to the middle i do yeah, yeah, i do yeah, yeah. so well, on the strength meter i think this is somewhere like i don't know six six and a half maybe not even right yeah. maybe like right at medium 
Well, what I'm getting when I when I first when this first started for me, it was very to your point, it was very earthy. Sort of it filled your palate a little bit. It's it's definitely I'm about quarter into the stick now. Okay, still still far away from the band. <laughs> We're still okay. But I I've noticed now that I'm getting I'm getting a tiny hint of spice after. In other words, you smoke, you take the puff, you let it out. So you are okay. And now now I'm starting to get a little like in the bit, finish. Yeah, I'm starting to get a little bit of that spice. Okay, well that bodes well for the for the pairings. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So the reason that I, I, I stopped this before tasting uh, the whiskeys is we should well, we, no, yeah, yeah, well, kind of like take note for. of where the flavors yeah. are for yourself yeah. and then find which of these three improved it for you. Right. And, okay. and this is all subjective. Right. Everyone can have a different idea here. Right. But uh, but let's start with a. All right. So we're going to we're going to we have in our hands now the Glencairn glass a of bourbon. Here we go. So Ivan, what do you taste on the whiskey even from the get-go? I think I'm gonna need another pour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I think I think there was too much air and mine evaporated because it's <laughs> it's all gone. Um, you know, I get that 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 caramel right out of the gate, sweetness uh, with that little bit of burn, um, on the back of the throat, the oak. Uh, yes, yes. So I think I think there is a there's a there's a good bit of like that corn sweetness in here, but so also w- corn. What does that mean? That that means we're dealing with with bourbon, not a rye. Correct. But okay. we knew that from the get go. We knew okay. these were not ryes, because oh, otherwise oh, we would have said rye. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't catch that. Yeah, but but we'll that, do that next time. See if we can catch. Uh, Okay. Catch yeah, a ride. Yeah, yeah, we can definitely catch do rye. that. Catch a ride. Catch a ride. Oh, that's Mina? the name of What's up, Salinger? Awesome. Ya te veo. Oh, boy. <laughs> Look these at the big two. brain on Ivan. Look at these two now. I o- you got IOC over here. I see how you are. I IOC? See. IOC. Okay, please, let's not, let's, let's not curse on this show. <laughs> well, now, I, would, I would say this. Oh, a, you downed it. You yeah. Went. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not. Sorry, you guys are not looking at this. He picked day. Jim picked day. Well, you know, he's I, not going back for second I, on you know, day. He's like, I want it all. Perfect. Nah, I, I was. I was just, a winner. I was just making sure. No, yeah. I. I would say this particular bourbon to me is overpowering the cigar. I don't feel that way. Me neither. I don't think it's it's that that harsh, that alcoholy. To, to overpower it, I agree. I thought it was. I don't know. I, I think it's a, it's kind of like a, a pairing of equals in yeah. terms okay. of intensity. Okay. Yeah. I very much think so. Now okay. we haven't gone to the other. We haven't got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why so we. That's was, why we live in America. We have options. We right. have options. Right. Yes. All right. So a, so for so so Ivan A for you. A is good right now, but I haven't gotten you to have B or C yet. Eric A for you. So, in terms of the pairing itself. A didn't help or hurt the cigar. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm curious to see what the others do. As a bourbon on its own, I thought it was not bad. I thought yeah. it was pretty good. So, I, again, I don't know what it is, but uh, I think it's, it's beautiful on the nose. It, it, uh, I don't know if you can't smell it because yours, there's nothing left in yours, Jim. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't know what. There's still some DNA in here. There's <laughs> still... <laughs> it's smelling glass over here. 
I thought about. No, you can still get a little bit of the. Of the stuff. See, for me, for me, I just, I, I feel that I feel the burn that you talked about, Ivan. The burn for me is too much. Okay. For me. For me, you say you say delicado. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. All right. I'm well, I'm, I'm again, Italian. I'm fragile. The idea here is to find the best pairing for the cigar. So, claro, claro. Uh, and everyone's different. Yep, yep. So you thought that the bourbon overpowered the cigar. So I don't think that first one is is barrel. Uh, okay, is barrel. Well, oh. Sorry, not barrel. Uh, barrel proof. No, 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 no. And, and no, but I I'm saying that. Asked, okay, let me just set some ground rules. Oh, we didn't talk about this before, but I specifically asked my sister not to pick barrel proof bourbons. If we're dealing with cask strength, then it would overpower the cigar mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. literally they are taking the the whiskey out of the barrel and bottling it at that strength. Oof. As opposed to most whiskeys, they water them down, wow. right, to a 45 or 50%. Right? Gotcha. So, uh at cask strength, you're at like 60, 63%, and then that would kill the cigar. It definitely doesn't have the body to hold up. I think I think Yami wanted to baptize me to the show and gave me some no, she, give me some more. No, no cast strength for sure. No cast strength. I, I, uh, Jasper, can you say tremenda nota? <laughs> tremenda muela. I was at the dentist apparently. All right, so can we go to B? Let's go to B. Let's do it. All right, so now we're we're at B. This one now. I, I, get, I what, get more of the alcohol in the nose here. I would say uh, is the, is the color? Did you notice the color a little little, little darker? B is yep. a little darker. All right, let's do this. I, I'll I'll take human sips this time. Yeah, how about that? Definitely, definitely to the nose. It's a, it's not as it's li- it's lighter in the mouth. Yeah, uh, I don't love this bourbon. Me neither. I, f- I find it thin. Me too. Me yeah. too. Like maybe very. Since, uh, since you didn't want that level of yeah. intensity, maybe this one is right up your alley. But to your point, Ivan, you're right. It feels it feels almost very watered down. Like too watered right. down. But I would also say this: if you're new to bourbon, maybe maybe you're trying to, and you know find something new a new a new a new type of bourbon this one is a good i think this is a good starter bourbon it, it could be yeah yeah but i think uh, you should go even lighter with the cigar you know from a pairing aspect with b since it's lighter i think it would complement a lighter cigar but i think the cigar would is overpowering this this bourbon i you know i hate to say it because but i really did not enjoy that bourbon Oof. Can't wait to see who we bashed. Yeah, I didn't enjoy that. And and that's what I love about doing blind tasting. Sure. Right? You can be completely honest about how you feel about these yeah, things. Yeah, I mean, I, I and think... And you don't know what it is. Like, that could be a brand that I supposedly love, and in fact, I don't. But but I, I don't love that one. It's so, probably good for cocktails, but right. to drink on its own... Yeah, the, the, first, the first thing I thought of was friends of mine who say, Hey, you know, you drink bourbon. Which one should I... I've never had one before. You know, I, I'm scared, or I, I don't know which one to do. I think this is a good, this is a good, this is yeah. a good starter one. This is a good starter one. Yeah, and and like you said, Ivan, I agree. There's a good amount of alcohol in the nose, which would lead you to believe, okay, this doesn't is going to be intense on the palate, and yet there was no intensity. On doesn't the come. So, all right, let's move on to see. This is probably the less aromatic of all of them. What do you think? Uh, the difference in glass. Oh, you can't. Uh, yeah, like like citrusy notes on the nose instead of alcohol, which we got on the on B and 
and the caramel that I got in A. I, I get more citrusy stuff. I like this one. Yeah. I like this one. This one is very, very corny to me. Like, And I don't mean that corny. In a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's definitely got uh, the the mesh, I think, is, is a lot more corn than, yeah. uh, than the others. I like this one. I mean, I'm, I'm a bit of a problem child, but I like this one. Then fact, the, I think I know exactly what this one is. This one has a lot more of, of, a, of a stronger finish. This one gets you at the yep, end. Yep, it does. Uh, and the back, it comes around and goes, hey, hey, yeah. pull back. And it gives you that little Remember me? slap on the back of the head. Yeah, this one you almost think, because you almost, since you don't really have that strong aromatic sense, you almost want to chug a little bit more. You almost want to drink a little bit more as opposed to the, the sipping. And then. Comes back around. And then he gets you and gives you a little kung fu there. That's so interesting. This last one, right? I find it. What 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 makes it interesting? I just don't find it. Uh, I don't find it tastes like a typical bourbon. Mm-hmm. I find it more on the fruity, uh, citrus, like anything. Almost but, a little sharp. Anything but like the typical bourbon uh, flavor. I've I've gone back around and tasted all three. Yeah. I feel better about two now. Mm-hmm. So now that, you know, you get a little, when you do it like this, you get a little bit more of a frame of reference. So clearly I liked, personally, I liked A the most. Okay. Me too. Yeah. Uh, B, I like uh, second, and C, I like the least. With this pairing. Right. Right. I, I, if, if I would say C has offered me the most complete experience. In other words, it, you, when you taste it, it's almost like, you know, when, you, when, you, when you're at the bar and, in the, and you tell the bartender, hey, is there any alcohol in this? Yeah. And, then, and then next thing you know, you're on, your, you're on your butt for the next, you know, two hours wondering what happened. This thing goes down. You don't really smell anything. You drink it. Then it comes back and hits you. And then it kind of lingers. It's almost it's almost like that 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 one night stand where where the next morning she you think to yourself well okay you know and then she makes a hell of a good breakfast or he makes a hell of a good breakfast hey now. and you think okay well we, you know we're gonna stick around and next thing you know it's two o'clock in the afternoon sing it brother <laughs> next thing you know someone oh that day you're like all right what hey you know what I'm gonna be late to work when well, thawing and then no, you know two what o'clock, if you're late to work at two o'clock. <laughs> Well, you know, we got we got we got our second shifter. We got our second shifters out there. <laughs> we got our second shifters. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm fast. I, I, I will say this. I'm fascinated with C. C is very fascinating. Okay. I find it very unique. Very I fascinating. I so I, I would say if I had to rank them, and it's always unfair to ranking. And, I'm, and again, I'm just a, I'm just a. Well, but no, but no, you're no, doing it nothing. in the context we do. of the pairing. So you're you're ranking them in. How you feel it pairs with the cigar? I I would say C, yeah, A, B. Okay, that's how that's how I would I would say C. Again, it, it's one of those you you drink it and you're like, eh, whatever. And then I would say the experience is is two or three minutes later with this with this particular bourbon. I'm with Eric uh, with the ranking. I I like A, B, and C, mm-hmm. but I can't mm-hmm. wait to mm-hmm. reveal. Yeah. What what are uh right, what are, so are, are we uh, are we that's it? That's, that's it. All right, so we that's got Ivan's Ivan's A, Eric's A, and I'm C. All right. 
Mama with it. Here we go. Let's get her. Drum roll, please. It is time for the big reveal. This is like the Oscars. Woohoo! Okay. There is no there is no winner. It is the the opinion goes to Yami. Take it away, girl. All right, all right. Um so tell me, um, just wanted to give you A, B, and C. Yep. That's it? Yep. All right. So A is old Foster. Forrester. Forrester. Very wrong. That one's old Forrester. 187. Original batch. Right. And number B, or B, sorry, Buffalo Trace. C. What? Sorry. Come <laughs> <laughs> B was, I love Buffalo Trace. There you go. And then C is Hudson Whiskey. Hudson. Hudson. Uh, the Hudson Bourbon. Bourbon. The Hudson River. Wow. Bring up. Uh, bring the bottles. I was born next to the Hudson. You were born next to the Hudson? Yeah. I was born on What the happened? Hudson. The car break down? <laughs> I was born on the Hudson. Born on the Hudson. Uh, Isn't that a John Fogarty song? <laughs> <laughs> that's born on the bayou. That, that's like if John Fogarty and Bruce Springsteen had a song baby, yeah. that would be you. Exactly. You're the song baby. <laughs> Can we refill all three selections, please? Crazy, right? That B was, uh, you wow. know why it felt watered down. It did. Yeah. So C was Hudson Whiskey, New York. Bright lights, big bourbon. I it's, liked uh, it. I liked it. You like that? that, that and, that's, then, uh, and then that's B my guy. Was, I look at the bottles and I go, I like all of them. Right. Was, but when you're tasting them on their own, it's isn't so that crazy? Different. So yeah. B was that straight up original Buffalo Trace, and. A was Old Forester original batch, the ninety proof. Ninety proof. Yeah, that, it's not. So these are all sort of in the same. So the the Hudson is a forty six percent alcohol. The Buffalo, I believe, is a forty five. Yeah, and that Old Forester original batch is the ninety proof. So also forty five. So, so so she kept it, you know, in the same range. In summation, if you want to get somebody started on some bourbon. The Buffalo Trace would be a good starter point. Yeah, and you know what? True, it, you like nailed that one, right? Because it is like the intro bourbon for most people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you like nailed it right on the freaking head with that one. Uh, and true to form, I like the old Forester original right. batch. Right. Best. Yeah, and 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 the Buffalo Trace. Going back to that, that's almost to your point, Ivan. That's almost something you could mix with a, uh, a soda. Or some sort of cola, or some sort of that. We get get your, you know, whiskey and coke, or something like that. I would hate to do and that. And you though. love the bright lights, big bourbon from Hudson. Ah, because Nino thinks he's in New York. Yeah. Nino wants to be the a big city kid. That's big what it city, is, huh? a big city kid. But I liked it. I liked it. It was. I, th- I think it worked well with this cigar. I think. I think Oscar Violatis, This cigar is is. I'm I'm getting the spice. So I think the Hudson works well with it for my palate. For my palate, and everybody's palate is different. In other words, you know, you may you may think you know this doesn't work for me, but it may work for you. You know what I mean? It's a good start. It's a good start. Well, listen. So that was a yeah, that was a fun segment, right? Exactly. So we'd, we'd love to hear what you guys think about it. And, and remember, you can always hit us up questions at cigarsnobmag.com. That's questions at cigarsnobmag.com. And it doesn't have to be just necessarily you know uh, it, it could be. Anything you've got, we will use it on the show. You get one of those uh, Cigar Snob sponsor uh, uh, swag bags. Swag pack. Swag pack. That has a hat, a shirt. Any If if your size shirt is too big and we don't have it, we'll send you something else. And, you know, so a uh, swag pack, we, we send you a bunch of little swag uh, from Cigar Snob. 
All right, let's take a break. When we go ahead, I'm. I'm looking forward to this uh, pairing section in the future. See other stuff that we're going to be using, like wines, maybe beers. Yeah, of course. So I'm going to grab me this Hudson whiskey because you know, I think I'm a New Yorker. New Yorkers kind, you know, New York's kind of like. Late, dude. What are you talking about? Well, is I don't know how else to explain. Listen, I'm married. Okay, so so I know a lot of it is 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 I'm retired. My my my, my jersey's up in the rafters. It's retired. I'm I'm, I'm I, I always tell people I'm player with an E R, not with an A. Okay, Biggie or Tupac. Ooh. Ooh. Oh God, I mean, come on, I got to be Tupac, no? I guess West Coast. You're holding what? Biggie. You know, it's the best coast. West Coast is the best coast. Oh, you know, the West Coast is the best. You're, you're the Colau in Miami. Listen, when we come back, it's story time. But now, Ivan's got something from Villager Cigars. Jim, have you smoked uh, uh, a lot of Villager lately? Listen, I am not my grandfather. I'm getting there. That's right. Tell me about we're, it. We're going to get you to. Cuéntamelo, dímelo. We're, we're going to get you to, to grandpa status soon. But uh, let me tell you about Villager Cigars. Villager Cigars is a brand synonymous with European style and sophistication. They invite you to try the Cuellar Black Forest, okay? Made at the famous Tabacalera Parma in the Dominican Republic, the Cuellar Black Forest is crafted using only the finest tobaccos, resulting in a smooth, complex smooth you're sure to enjoy. Jim, do you know what makes the Cuellar Black Forest so delicious? Dímelo, papá, dímelo. I'm going to tell you. It's the highly sought-after Mexican San Andres wrapper that it's covered in. Aged to perfection, this wrapper produces a robust amount of flavor in addition to giving the Cuellar Black Forest its gorgeous appearance with its dark walnut color and oily texture. Named after the majestic forest where Chairman Heinrich Villiger grew up near, the cigar is a tribute to the passion which is embedded in the long history of cigar making at Villiger Cigars. The Cuellar Black Forest. Go out and try one today. Con Dios y Mexicanos, everything is possible. <laughs> I love it. Love it. <laughs> the backstory. Indeed, 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 the Cigar Snob podcast rolls on from deep inside Cigar Snob headquarters. Rolling. Right? <laughs> right? Ivan Ocampo, Eric Cavino, Jim Rodriguez. I am merely Jim Rodriguez. Humbled to be among the cigar elite here. It is story time it is backstory time and ivan you know when you look at a cigar snob magazine the first thing that pops well well maybe i shouldn't say that the first thing you notice the first thing you notice is the beautiful women oh, i thought you were gonna say the ratings yeah <laughs> yeah sure yeah, that too that sure too. how's your cigar by the way <laughs> 99. Now I I see I see by the way by the way we we you know we we talked oh, about it earlier right. in the show the that's band right. is off. I pull I'm a, That's I'll, it. You, I pull out early. You're soft beach. You're, I, I pull out you're, early. You're topless. No, no, no. Listen. Ah, bueno. When in ah, doubt. Bueno. When in doubt. You know, the, out. you know the You know the first time you know, I I moved here from Los Angeles about almost 10 years ago. And the first time we went to South Beach just de casualidad we ended up at the topless part of South Beach. Is that right? And my my kids were like, uh, uh, boobies, uh, boobies, uh, boobies. And I'm like, well, you know, she paid good money for those. Leave her alone, you know? But but anyway, so you're topless. And we'll get into that further, but it is backstory time. So tell me, Ivan, about how it all started. Because, again, these beautiful women on Cigar Snob Magazine, so there's got to be a story about that first photo shoot how this all got started yes so the girls yes I, I was joking about the ratings but one of the iconic things about the magazine and and what 
what everybody loves to talk to us about and 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 has become the face over you know over 16 17 years of of being in business is ha, has been the models it's always a great conversation piece it's always you know a, a, a the reason people pull the magazine off newsstands right. it's 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 our thing right so when we decided to start doing it which was issue number 3, three yep. i believe so so wait a minute so what happened issues 1 and 2 Issues one and two, sorry, number, not uh, number are, one are, was a, a snifter with three cigars on it. This was these are humble beginnings, Jim. Right, right. Relax right. yourself. Again, I always think at some point two people in a room thought, "Hey, that's a good idea." Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> it, it was a rough start. It was uh, so snifter three cigars on the cover. Second issue, we think, all right, we got it now. Right. We got Arturo Sandoval, the world's like preeminent jazz trumpet player right who happens to be a tremendous cigar smoker mm -hmm. so we've got that we've got him on the cover so we had him on the cover issue two can i tell you we still heard can crickets. i tell you my quick backstory my neighbor told me that arturo sandoval lives across the backyard from me so i was like I was a kid in a candy store so i literally went over there had my wife make some cookies when we moved into the neighborhood i knocked on the door that is not a. It is Arturo Sandoval, but that is not wrong Arturo one. Sandoval. You would hear him it, practice. It, it is Arturo Sandoval him. from Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Listen, you can't have the cookies, but I'll, I'll, here's a cigar." I was gonna say you'd hear him playing if it <laughs> yeah, was yeah, him all the time, nonstop. And uh, so then issue. So after issue two, you know, Ivan and I are like, "Well, we're gonna get run out of old guys that play the trumpet." Yeah, let's. Uh, and God bless him. We love Arturo, right? He's he's a. He's a good friend, but we needed to go in a different direction. And so Ivan was tasked with, mm -hmm. uh, with coming up with this photo shoot and producing a photo shoot for the very first time, right? We hadn't produced anything like this. This, this is issue three. So this is a major undertaking because, again, I've always said this, you know, and, and these, for, for those that are loyal Cigar Snob Magazine subscribers, I don't need to explain to you how great these photo shoots are. Right. But for the newbies, you know, this, this could have gone, I mean, this could have gone sideways in a hurry. This, is, this isn't to your, your buddy at the barbershop with his, with his disposable camera. Sure. This is, this is high-end stuff. Sure, but when, when, when this was initially pitched, there was a lot of confidence in this. I, I so you can't think of all these negatives, right? Right. So we were thinking we're going we're gonna to forge ahead gun-ho and this is going to be awesome. However, as, as Eric said, we had very humble beginnings. And a very humble budget, which I was not considering <laughs> at the time when pitching this. So right, right. I believe our budget was around $400, $450, I believe. Oh, sure. At the time. so That covers everything. And with change, you know? So, um, yeah. Uh, our first photographer happened to be my neighbor in my apartment that I used to live on Biscayne and 17th street, which is now like a, 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 a like a condo Mecca of like million Gen gentrification. Yeah. Yeah. At, big time. at the time it wasn't, it was not, right. it was not. So I had this, this photographer, if this guy could live next to you. It was not, I had a photographer <laughs> neighbor. I had a, I can call her an ex-girlfriend that <laughs> used to, that worked at Nordstrom and I said, you know what? We're going to do this photo shoot. We need to put some clothes on this girl. So she's like, listen, no problem. Come in and I'll have everything set up for you. I have no idea what everything Just keep the receipts. Just keep the receipts. Exactly. <laughs> so we get there and she had this whole dressing room 
set up with all these different clothes that she had picked out from the floor. And we, me and her picked out these clothes for this girl, this model. Um, Wendy who, Kennedy. Wendy Kennedy, who we found on the internet. The, uh, or or uh, not Facebook. What was before Facebook? MySpace. MySpace. My it was a MySpace model who, uh, God bless her, our first model. <laughs> she was a blast. Uh, She's on the My Snob Hall of Fame. I'm cigar snob. Cigar, cigar yeah. snob. Yeah. My, or My Snob. My Snob. <laughs> that, I like that. That's the other one. Yeah. So we got we had a model check, uh, clothes check that we had to return quickly. Uh, <laughs> photographer and uh, a friend of mine uh, had this badass penthouse overlooking downtown Miami. We're like, hey, the uh, Leo lofts. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we're like, hey, this is the spot. And then uh, and then we shot it there. And uh, the rest Leo. the rest will live in infamy. I remember uh, my memories of that first shoot i remember the photographer having the camera on a tripod so we're doing this one shot where the model wendy is on the couch posing with a cigar in front of a monte cristo pyramid humidor nice i remember that uh another shout out here uh havana group alfredo lent us the lend us, lent yeah. us the the humidor so, and I remember him having it on the tripod. Mm-hmm. I just, it was shot after shot after shot after shot after shot of the, of this, you know, the girl just posing. And I remember thinking, this isn't what like photo shoots look like in movies. <laughs> right. Like, I've seen some behind the scenes. Of, well, it depends, of what mo- it depends what movies you're talking about. Yeah. Man. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was like, no, like sports illustrated shoots don't look like this, but Hey, this guy knows what he's doing. So. Right. I mean, I mean, he's he he is the neighbor. He is the neighbor. So we knew that was the only shoot he shot for us. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, even though it wasn't our, it, it, yeah, it, it's comical to look at now. At the time, we were like, we know we have something. Sure. Right. Sure. Like that's that's all we knew. We were like, we know we have something, and then whatever we evolved from there, and the rest is history. But. Yeah, that was a very interesting. So version. my first question, because you're so super mal pensado, I'm, 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 my, my, my brain always goes to the to the wrong side of town. Is how did we how did we sell this to our spouses, girlfriends, wives, significant others? That well, yeah, here's that, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go from Arturo Sandoval to Wendy Kennedy. Uh, luckily, in, in, in a penthouse time, in Miami, there was no <laughs> <laughs> there was no significant others. So that's why. All right, good. That helps. That helps. But right, I'm just again, trying to pay bills here, baby. Right, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, you, let you, me pay these. Let me pay these bills. You like the lights on? <laughs> yeah. That's what we like to do. No, but but it works because at the end of the day. But here's the difference again. And for those of you who are loyal cigar snob, you know, listeners and consumers, you know what we're talking about. And if you haven't, you got to pick up cigar snob. Um, it is it is high end stuff. That's the thing that really jumps out at you. Yeah, more than anything else, because it, it almost thinks. And, and 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 Eric, you can jump in on this. I mean, how much of the cigar of the magazine is just the photo shoot? I would imagine a more than eighty percent goes just into the locations and the shoot and the editing, just for just for the cover and just for the for the cover story, if you will. So yeah, it's a it's a it's obviously a big part of the production, right? So it is the most produced thing in the magazine. And it looks like it, and and, and that's not in a bad way. It's it's, it's it, it is for your enjoyment, right? 
yeah, it's for your enjoyment. It's uh, it's the thing that gets you to pick up the magazine, mm-hmm. right? No question about it's it. It's the gotcha part. It is 100%. The idea behind the photo shoots from the get-go was we will have a hook that guys will not be able to resist. And then once they pick it up, we want them to find, you know, hardcore cigar content inside mm-hmm. that gets them to stay on. Right. Right. And so, but the model would bring you, would bring you in. She's, right. she's the, she ushers you into the world of cigar snob. And after you flip through her pages and you're happier having seen her, uh, now you can continue flipping through and now you'll, you'll see, again, we joke about the ratings, but the ratings are a big part of it. So I've always referred to our magazine as uh, almost reference material, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of a, a lot of magazines you go through. I don't know. I'm not going to mention any like GQs or, or, or whatever. Uh, they get thrown away. We, we, we're in a very special segment mm-hmm. where our magazine lives. Even our old magazines live forever. And people ask for them all the time and they buy our they issues on, online, online all, all the time. All the time. Yep. So if you go to Cigar Cigar stores, golf courses. I was at a golf course yesterday. Our cigar, which is in Broward, our 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 magazine is up in the uh, members lounge there, just right. sitting there. But it's an old it's an old issue, you know. So it almost sits as reference. I like I said, I always refer to it as reference material because we have ratings that you know everybody wants to see, and those those cigars are, will almost live forever. And that and those girls stay there. Almost like it just pleasing your eye as these magazines uh, sit in these lounges. So the only one I wasn't, you know, and as you mentioned, I mean, it's a very high end, very quality production that we have. Now, back in those days when our budgets were lower or whatever, I remember this one bar where we did this um, feature on, which was called Transit Lounge. Uh, Transit Lounge was in downtown Miami. When they first opened, we featured them. It was one of the coolest bars in Miami. And you ask people that lived in my, they were like, that was one of the cooler places to go to. When we featured them, they put our magazine in this big frame with the cover, with their feature by the bathroom. Uh, High traffic area. High traffic area. And this bar was around forever. Right. So this was one of our first issues. So when we we were like 10, 10 years into it, we keep walking by the bathroom. And you see the cigar snob, and it was one of our first issues. It was always embarrassing. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was it was one of our shittier shoots, but it's evolved to a, a different animal. Well, that's you know a lot of things. That's how it happens. Is you know a humble shoot turns into like it's sort of the face of the franchise. If you so will. the the thing to 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 look at right now as we talk about this and how rough those early issues were. Had we started cigar snob in twenty twenty. Or mm-hmm. 2021, mm-hmm. I don't think we would have gotten to 15, 16 years in the business. Mm. Because in today's world, these kids, like my my kids, your kids, Ivan's kids, sit, they, they're like so judgmental. And if something isn't perfect right out of the gate, they don't pursue it because, oh, no, it's not perfect. No, I can't. No, that's not good. And you know what? You got to power through it. Just right. put it out there. Right. Put it out there, and even if it's not perfect, someone will like it. Someone will. It'll resonate with someone, even though it's not perfect. You gotta put it out, and you gotta persevere, and um, and and there's a little bit of grit involved with that, right? And I think that that this generation, 
uh, millennials or whatever you want to call them, they they don't have that grit to just do it, even though it's not perfect. They're like they're too embarrassed to do it. If we were embarrassed, if Ivan and I were embarrassed about the about the first issues, we would have never gotten to this point. Right, right. And even though they were, as the kids say today, a little cringeworthy. Cringy, they were. but it was a little, I don't want to call it groundbreaking, but it was different for this industry. It was very different. Sure, yeah, yeah, when yeah. we first started that, everybody was approaching us. They're like, seriously? You want to put a girl in there? Let's put... Uh, well, listen, you know. I mean, that, that's, a good, that's a good point, right? So a, uh, a very famous cigar maker, a guy who is known the world over, uh, I sat down with him to try to sell him an ad. Mm-hmm. And he goes, no, 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 with the girl on the cover thing? You're the guy with the girl on the cover thing? And I said, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's my dad and I are starting this business, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you can't put, you can't put girls on the cover. This is after issue number three. And, and we're not even talking about like, this, this isn't Playboy stuff. This is no, just, this no. is just beautiful women. No. no, yeah, yeah. They're fully dressed. I mean, no. swimsuits are, uh, lingerie is, the, is, sure. is as scantily clad as we get. Right. And so this gentleman says, you know, if you take that idea and scrap it and go with a traditional cigar magazine. Yeah. They want style. We'll, we'll advertise in it. Wow. Right. And he was, it's a big company. Right. Right. The the thought was you need to put Orlando Padron on there, Carlos Fuente. You know, that was the, that was the idea. And that's what he was talking about is like, make it like a traditional cigar magazine and use uh, cigar personalities on your covers. And I said, man, I'm really sorry, but, I, I think that if we did that, we probably wouldn't last very mm-hmm. long. And so he's like, well, you know, I'm sorry. I can't support it because the cigar business is a very traditional business. Blah, blah, blah. He said, you know, he gave me this whole spiel. And uh, the funny part about that is that 10 years later, he says, hey, you remember that conversation that we had <laughs> at, in my office in Miami in yeah. Little Havana? And I said, yeah, I do. I always talk about it. And he says, I always talk about it too, man. I'm so proud of what you guys have done. He's like, I love it. Today, that company advertises in the magazine. Right. And they're, they're, I was about to say, they're yeah. probably one of the biggest sponsors on, on in, yep. in Cigar Snob Magazine. Yep. And hey, Twitter, Instagram, Cigar Snob Mag. That's where you can also find yes, sir. Cigar Snob Mag, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, when we come back, it is time to check in. We're going to share a smoke. Eric Espinosa from Espinosa Cigars is next. Don't go anywhere. Cigar Snob Magazine podcast. Tanto sabes. If you're like me and look forward to cozying up to a warm fireplace after a long day on the range, kicking off your boots and settling into a nice big bowl of chili con queso, then you'd love the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua. This Dominican-made Nicaraguan puro is a bold new blend with tons of flavor made with the same craftsmanship that has made La Aurora cigars one of the oldest and premium cigar makers in all the world. Started in the Dominican Republic in 1903, La Aurora Cigars was founded by the young Eduardo Leon Jimenez, who set out to fulfill his dream of making great cigars. Today, over a century later, La Aurora has a presence in five continents and more than a thousand employees. The original La Aurora 107 was released in 2010, commemorating the company's 107 years in business. Now the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua brings a bolder new profile to smokers who have become accustomed to smoking the consistent quality and excellence of La Aurora cigars. The 107 Nicaragua comes to life with a diverse array of spicy notes accompanied by a subtle touch of leather. 
A rich balance of earth, wood, and floral notes flourishes deeper into the smoke with a characteristic pinch of licorice and walnut on the finish. Maiden four sizes, a 7x47 Churchill, 6x58 Grand Toro, 5.5x54 Toro, and a 5x50 Robusto. The La Aurora 107 Nicaragua is a perfect complement to any rum cocktail, steak dinner, or even my famous chili con queso. Go on out and get yourself one, and tell them Jasper sent you. All right, so we're here with Eric Espinoza, brand owner of the Espinoza Laranja Reserve Escudo, the Cigar Snob's number one cigar of the year. And, uh, and so thank you for joining us, man. Thanks for having me, man. You know, it's, uh, we've been, we've been friends for a long time. We've, uh, we've worked together for, uh, you know, since the very, since the very beginning of the magazine. Right. So you guys have supported us from day one and, and, uh, for us internally, it was, you know, we smoke everything blind. So we have no idea what's getting these high ratings as we're doing it. And when we found out that it was your cigar, you know, it was like high fives all around. We're like, yes, you know. So we were very happy. Obviously, uh, how about you? How did how did you feel uh, as you you knew that you know you could be in the running because you knew that you had had a high rating during the year? How did uh, how did that day play out as uh, as we were announcing five, four, three, two, one? You know, how did that go for you? I mean, it, it was incredible. We were at the office, and uh, you know, my whole team was here. And, um, you know, um, we picked out because we already saw you already had the, you know, top cigars. Those the top five were left. And uh, we felt that we were going to be in the top five just because of the rating that it got. So um, everyone here, uh, Hector, Jack, uh, Richie, uh, myself, had a, uh, it was another person. I don't remember who it was. Um, but anyway, um, well, actually, it was just myself. Yeah, it was five. So. What we did was uh, we picked the number. Everyone, we went through five, and whatever number you got, you got. So we all put $10 in the pot, and whoever, you know, got that number, whatever the cigar was, you know, you would. So you guys you guys did a pool, an internal pool for where you would land in the top five because you were confident you were in the top five. Yes. So I, I believe I had number three. or No, I'm sorry. I had five. So, um, and my son was working, so the, the number four five cigar came out and i told my son uh i believe he had number one and i told him uh look if you don't feel comfortable with one i'll trade you number five but you already have mentioned the number five cigar. <laughs> so yeah you were you're this was like little... at 1202 yeah so he got smart and uh he asked jack jack what time does the number the fifth cigar comes out and he says it already did it was so and so and he just looks at me and he looks at me <laughs> on our <laughs> So he had the number one. So and then of course four came out, and and uh, you know we we're real excited. Okay, you know top three is not bad, and then the third one came out, and I'm saying like wow, you know uh, we're in the top two, and then the, the, the number two came out, and then and then we kind of knew we were gonna be number one, uh, just because of the ratings had gotten, and uh, and then when we got number one. I mean we were ecstatic about it, you know, uh, being you know who we got it from, you know, your magazine, you, you know, uh, has a lot of pool in our industry and, uh, and, you know, in the competition we had, you know, I was looking at those cigars, a lot of great cigars and, uh, you know, in that, you know, in that list. And, uh, we were just excited. I mean, for having number one, look, we've gotten number one and other things, but not as, as, as big as, 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 you know, cigar snob. And so, 
Um, and it definitely, definitely has helped the brand tremendously. You know, the brand was doing well, but uh, I mean, as of right now, we don't have any. Um, you know, as soon as it came out, you know, we had, we didn't have a lot. We had a couple hundred boxes in stock and we sold them within like 10, 15 minutes. We got calls from all over the country and uh, we sold out. We made more. We made a couple thousand boxes more and they went out in one day and, and, you know, like everything in this industry, Eric, if it's not the bands and we run out of bands, uh, you know, for whatever reason, we got <laughs> the band guy, the box guy, um, you know, it's always an issue. But uh, hopefully in the next week, we should get a, a big, big shipment. But it definitely, you know, the sales have gone uh, crazy with, with with the brand. And, and we're really excited about it. I mean, to, to have the number one, you know, and with, you know, with the other brands that are out there, it's just, you know, it was just phenomenal for us. Yeah, man, that, that cigar, uh, just kicked, but all of last year, uh, every time we tasted it, it was like, you cannot deny that cigar. It was just phenomenal. Um, and so that brand is, is a brand extension of the original Laranja. Yes. Which, um, we wanted to we wanted to keep it like a uh, you know with the Portuguese theme you know because they come out and uh, those two rappers are from Brazil and right now I'm having lots of issues getting the the Habano the Cubra uh, from Brazil because they're like infested over there with COVID oh, and really? wow. yeah and and I'm having a lot of issues just getting that rapper continuing with the regular Laurent so um, and it and that had a lot to do with helping also this brand because people wanted the Laurent and I don't have the regular Laurent's right now, um, just because it's, it's tough to get that wrapper, but hopefully we'll, we'll get it in soon. Um, and then this is a Matafina. Matafina's grown in in Brazil also, along with the with the Cuba. So we wanted to keep it, you know, with that same theme. And um, Escuro just means sort of dark, you know, in um, in, in Portuguese. So uh, that's why it's called that. And uh, yes, it was a line extension. You know, Laranja was a big hit for us. Um, and we wanted to do this line extension with it. And um, and it's been a hit, you know, since day one. But, you know, since we got the number one cigar, it just took it to the next level. Man, that's beautiful. And uh, and the cigar, you uh, you work with AJ on that cigar. Yeah. And, you know, Adam. the funny thing is that that cigar, so, you know, AJ makes a lot of cigars for a lot of different people. And, man. That cigar, to me, it may be the best AJ made cigar in the market. It's just it. I don't know what you know. Uh, obviously, I'm not I'm not uh, privy to you know behind the scenes of what you guys use. But that wrapper, I don't know if it's the wrapper. I don't know what else it is. But man, what uh, just what a beautifully balanced and flavorful. A uh, cigar with complexity and strength. It's like it checks off all all the boxes. So really, hats off on on that blend, man. Well, a lot of people ask me if you have your own factory, why do you make cigars with AJ? Well, it's simple. You know that wrapper. Uh, not too many people have that Matafina wrapper, and not as good quality as what he has. Sure. And that's why you know. Besides that, we're friends. You know, he opened up a, a, a little factory down there in uh, Ocotal. And uh, and he, um, you know, and uh, being friends, you know, we, we sat down and uh, and um, I told him, look, I'm having 
problem getting this rapper, this rapper, so and so. And he told me, Well, let me make it for you. You know, every time you come over here, you want to buy my best stuff. I said, Yeah, that's what friends are for, you know. <laughs> and he told me, Well, let me make it for you. And then I, I told him, Okay, if the price is right, we'll 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 do business. And we did. We sat down, we knocked out the prices, and um, and you know. Yes, he, he's involved in it. And, you know, it was a combination between him, uh, Hector, and myself. You know, we went down there. We, you know, we blended it, uh, you know. And and listen, nobody knows more the materials than, than he does uh, as far as what he uses. And we know what we use, you know. So it was a combination. He definitely helped out in, in the blend and, and Hector, myself. And, and we knew we had a winner, you know, since day one. Uh, you know, but what we do, we do things differently. We we not only try them down in Nicaragua, you know, we got to try them down here in the States because they taste different for whatever the reason might be. And I've asked uh, a lot of people in the industry that have been doing this for a long time and, and they don't know the answer. Some people tell you is the is the, you know, the plane, you know, maybe up in the air, you know. Um, changes the blend. I don't know what it is. You know? I know. I know. It's funny. I tell people that I, I tell I share that story with people all the time because I have smoked a cigar on the ground in Italy in the morning, taking a, a box of that cigar with me to Manawa, jumped on a plane, come to Miami and smoke it when we land. And it's not the same cigar. It's, it's crazy. Not, it's not. And uh, I, I don't know the air, you know, I, I don't know what it is, but that's what we did. We came down here and tried it. And, and it's got to perform here because yep. here's where we're going to sell it. You know, listen, cigars do change a little bit depending on what state you are because the humidity, the altitude, what have you. Uh, it changes a little bit, but not as much as it does like from Nicaragua to, to say, Miami because the reason I say Miami is because here's where we live and yeah. here's where we try it. And, um, you know, and it, and it was just as good you know maybe even better so th that's what we ran with and um and you know we were happy with the results and uh look um i, I tell everybody it it's not we get a lot of accolades whether it's your magazines the other magazines a lot of podcasts you, you know um we, we do get a lot of accolades and uh we had the number 13 cigar of the year and aficionado we had the number one review we had you know dojo we had this guy that guy but what we do here is I don't cut corners. We don't cut corners and I don't let any of my team cut corners. I'm, I'm a firm believer. You know, I like to cook and I, I hate to be repetitious, but I, I tell this to everybody. And when you use good ingredients, you have a better chance of your, your product coming out better. Um, and, and that's what we try to do. We try to buy the best possible materials that we can because you have a good start. Okay. And, and you, you know, and, and using good materials, you know that you have a good shot of your cigars coming out good. And, and and we're a firm believer in that. And we just don't buy garbage. Uh, and, you know, and, and that's that's our motto here. Yeah, you can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit. It's that simple. You know? I was going to say that, but I didn't know if you could cuss or not. <laughs> you can cuss away, man. It's a, this is an adult-only podcast. So. I didn't say that. <laughs> and I didn't know how to say it without cussing. So. <laughs> yeah. So we had, uh, you know, when when you guys got the number one, you know, the following week, you guys invited us to have lunch with you guys and, and you cooked for us. And that was, that was awesome. And we, and we toasted and we did, and, and that was beautiful. And, and I thank you for that. And then, uh, but then we also had, you know, a, a consumer uh, here in Miami invited us 
uh, you, myself, my team, uh, Angel from Sushi Saki, AJ Fernandez himself, and he invited us to have lunch uh, to celebrate your number one at Casa Catula. I thought that was a beautiful gesture by Napa, right? I mean, people yeah. won't know who he is that are listening to the podcast, but just know that he's he's a consumer, and he's just a consumer that that is friendly with all of us. And man, I thought I that was such a beautiful gesture by him uh, that that impressed me. You know what? What did you think about that? Oh, it was great. I, I didn't know it until like maybe a couple of days before. You know, they had planned this and he took advantage that AJ was in the country. And um, he says, look, um, he told me, look, I, I want to give you this present. Um, you know, I'm going to invite, you know, I'm just thinking it's us, you know, your team, myself. and um, But he also invited a couple of consumers that, that will go to that shop. Yep. So, I mean, it was a touching. It really was. It was a touching moment for I, me. I was too. I thought the same thing. I was, I was so impressed by it. And, and you know, as guys, uh, guys toasting other guys, you know, in, in our culture, we don't show a lot, uh, uh, contrary to popular belief, we don't show a lot of emotion, right? We're supposed to be like tough guys that we don't, uh, but his toast was very touching. And then, and then AJ did one and then you did one. I, I was, I was floored by it, man. I, I was very impressed uh, and, and thankful, you know, to, to be able to, to have that moment. Uh, and the place, the food was fantastic too. At, at Cafe Catula, I thought that was excellent. I, I'd never eaten there. It was a great gesture, and and something that he said that really touched me is that you know your your, you know, your magazine is a family owned magazine. You have your sister works there. You have yep. friends. A lot of your family member worked there, and no different than AJ, no different than than, than us. You know, and and what he said is, look, you know, we started. I started this company. You know, AJ started his, you know, even though his dad's involved. And my dad's a little involved. He's a little older, but he comes out here all the time. And, you know, we put a lot of hard work into it and no different than what you've done. You know, I remember, you know, your little magazine was thin. You know, you, you, got, you got a lot of response, you know, for a lot of the industry because of who you were, you know. And, and, and your magazine is no different than, than our industry. You know, people buy from whom they they like. And, 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 and I, I advertise with whom I like. Um, it's the truth. Uh, okay. I, like I told you, I would never stop advertising in your magazine just for who you are. I and, appreciate that, man. You know, and, and I know it works uh, and it works. Like I, I told you the reason why I, I felt that, that it worked. And now I know even more that it worked because, you know, getting number one, how uh, we got those phone calls that, that same day and right off the bat, people were calling us and we sold out in minutes. We sold out of, of, of the product. You know, and I know that was due to the fact that we got the cigar of the year. Um, it, it was a phenomenal gesture, and for you know, for a consumer to do it was even more touching. You know, it, it, yes, he is a friend, but for him to think about doing something like that, because look, and, and and the bill, you know, we, we all wanted to, to pay the bill, and he says, no, this is my gig, I'm paying the bill, and you you know, you have people there that were willing to pay for it, or look, let's, I I, I try to convince them, let's chop it up. No, my yeah, he said it's my idea, and no, and I'm paying for it. Yeah. And, and I'm paying for it, you know. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure it was a pretty hefty bill. Of course yeah. it was. There was, you know, bottles of wine did not stop uh, right. coming out, and uh, and everybody ordered what. Yeah, you know, everybody thought that you know we're, we're all going to chip in here, or uh, or we'll divide it up into a couple guys. But no, he he uh, he took it all. So yeah, that was that was impressive, uh, and 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 touching, like I said. So. Uh, so that's it, man. I just wanted to catch up with you and and uh, and touch on you know kind of 
get a little bit from you about that excitement about you know what happened that day and all that so uh i appreciate you coming on you know you're you know you're one of my best friends in this business and and i, I couldn't be happier that after 15 years it took no. us a long time but but you no, got the number one my uh, friend you know it, it, it's okay listen with there's a lot of great cigars out there and and yep. and i know for a fact you know because you guys do the blind taste this wasn't a a favor or this wasn't something that 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 you know okay let me throw somebody a bone i mean i, I know that it it you know it merited the, the the cigar of the year just because of the way you guys do things there we take it we take it very seriously we've uh we lose advertisers over it you know between you and i we, we lose advertisers over it. people say you know come on how, how can i be you know one of your biggest advertisers and and, and get nothing I, I get nothing in your top 25 well, they need Man, to, I, I, it they, can't be that way. It can't be about that. Once it need, is, then then we, you lose all credibility. They need to make better cigars. That's, That's the way exactly I, what I tell it, them. It's not coincidence that we get a lot of you know for a company our size. Okay, we're not we're not a big company. I don't think we're a small one anymore either. But um, we get a lot of accolades. We do every every year. We we we're in you know we're in the top twenty five of a lot of these. Uh, you know. Um, you know whether they're podcasts, whether they're bloggers, or what have you, and, and and we, you know, we get real excited about it because it shows that all your hard work, you know, and all your efforts into to making great cigars, people recognize it. You know, and uh, we couldn't be any happier, man. And 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 I want to thank your team and your family for for uh, what do what you guys do. You know, um, you guys help promote you know cigars and uh you know like the whole world is against us just because it's cigar smoking because they, they just don't know any better but what you guys do is phenomenal and, and i appreciate everything you do for my family and us no man thank you thank you brother so uh with that we'll be uh signing off and uh we'll take it back to the to the regular show we'll kick it back over now so thanks eric you got it thank you well it is always a good time when you can spend it with good company and a good cigar. And thanks to Eric Espinosa for hanging out with us. So, okay, fellas, as we wrap up the Cigar Snob podcast, what did we learn today? We'll start with you, Ivan. What what did you learn today, amigo? I've learned that this Oscar Valladares Wild Hunter is uh, a very underappreciated cigar in the mm-hmm. market because I've enjoyed this entire segment smoking the cigar. And it doesn't get enough credit. This thing is amazing, and I'm and I'm enjoying it. Um, one other thing I want to add to my what oh, did I learn oh, today? Oh, oh. oh, here we go. I've always been a big fan of the Buffalo Trace, Buffalo Trey, as my boy <laughs> David Ortiz, Big Poppy, uh, likes to call it. Um, I find it lighter yep. than than what I usually have in my mind when I see the label on it. Um, and I'm, and the, the, uh, old Forester delivered quite nicely. Yep. Can so. I, can I tell you a great David Ortiz story? Oh, I have? Big Poppy. I know. Big, I, 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 I worked a long time. I've worked in sports a long wait, time. Wait, 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 wait. Wrong, 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 big wrong, poppy. wrong, big Poppy. Oh, I'm so cool. you're thinking I'm Boston thinking, Red Sox. I'm thinking poppy. Boston Red Sox. I'm thinking oh, mixologist. Big we poppy, call we call him we call him the his same name is thing. David Ortiz. Oh, okay. Poppy. Well, go. I've got a great story. When yeah. David Ortiz first came to the Red Sox, remember he he kind of flamed out with the Minnesota Twins. That's where he came mm-hmm. up. all, and then he came to the Red Sox. And one of his first games there, 
he's a left-handed hitter. He hits a home run the opposite way over the left field wall. And he hits the ball, and he kind of just, you know, flips yeah. his bat and looks at it. Yeah, stares. And he hears from his dugout, the Red Sox dugout, run, Corre. run. And he sits there in his mind as he's running in the bus. He goes, man, I crushed that ball. Where are my people at? <laughs> so every time I got a bunch of buddies of mine that live in the Northeast, whenever David Ortiz used to hit a home run, I would literally get a text seconds later. Where are my people at? <laughs> Where are my people at? <laughs> so good stuff for them. Eric, what did we learn today? So um, I'm with Ivan on the uh, on the Wild Hunter. I think that, that people don't uh, recognize this cigar enough. Very easy to smoke. Uh, smooth, creamy earthy in the beginning it has the transitions that you would like mm-hmm. in a cigar i thought it held up beautifully to these these bourbons these you know 50 you know 90 proof type bourbons mm-hmm. uh and so and i also learned that my old forester love is real so i thought that was <laughs> that was neat right like it, yeah. for me it was cool to to notice that yep what i've been saying all along that old forester kicks ass held up and and i i knew i mean hudson is is not in my wheelhouse mm-hmm. yet uh, yet yeah 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 yeah. Uh, but with this cigar that that old forester original batch was money and that's uh that's what i learned well, what i learned today is that first of all i am excited excited to be part of the cigar snob hey. podcast so thanks thanks for having me on here how about a uh, horn? You still got your, you don't have your no, horn anymore. Where's Jasper at? Where's Jasper? Yeah. I uh, used to have a horn. I think what I learned is number one, I need to learn that tasting doesn't mean shots. <laughs> you can take the boy out of South Beach, but you can't take that. Um, and, and I have two new best friends, Oscar Violatis and the, the Hudson Whiskey people. Good yep. stuff. And hey, a reminder, any questions, anything you want to reach out to us, hit us up, man. We know, we'll take care of it. Questions at cigarsnobmag.com and wherever. You get your fine podcasts. Find us. It's the Cigar Snob Podcast. For Ivan Ocampo, Eric Calvino, I'm Jim Rodriguez. Thanks for hanging out with us every week. Here we are, smoking, drinking, and we do it all for you. You've been listening to the Cigar Snob Podcast. Tune in next time for more nonsense and chicanery. But in the meantime, you can find previous episodes of the podcast on cigarsnob.com slash podcast. Follow us at Cigar Snob Mag on all the social media platforms and be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple Podcast. Until next time, hasta luego.